To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. It's new figures that have come out from Stats New Zealand. It actually revealed how much money we saved as a country in the first quarter of this year, or rather how much we didn't save. Uh, We had $54 billion of disposable income that we earned from January to March, and of that $54 billion, we managed to save a whopping 0.04%. So that's a lot of spending. Katrina Shanks is the CEO of Financial Advice New Zealand, and she joins me now. Hello, Katrina. Hello, how are you going? Very good. Can you analyse this? I asked this of my huddle members, what do you think this is? Is it that we just don't save, or is it that the price has got so high and we have very little margin to absorb that? It's most probably a combination of both of those factors. New Zealand Zealand is notoriously bad at saving. Um, Kiwi Saver has definitely helped that, but that is just the beginning of what, how we need to view our savings in New Zealand. So that's a component of it. You know, our financial behaviour isn't about saving. We're great spenders and we're good at borrowing money. So we're really good at that, not so good at saving. The other, the other side of that is it's really tough out there at the moment. We've got high petrol prices, we've got high electricity prices, we've got increasing food prices, we've got inflation, mortgages have gone up, rents have gone up. There's not a lot of surplus money floating around for many families at the moment. I think that's most reflecting, you know, in the statistics that we're seeing coming out. Absolutely. And then there's all those guys in the middle who could save if they wanted to. Absolutely, there are. So once again, that's a behaviour. So there's kind of a general rule, a 70-30 rule. So... With your income, 70% should be spent on um, what you need to have, 30% put aside for savings. Of that 30%, a rule is 10% for short term, 10% for middle term, and 10% for your retirement longer term. So we certainly um, don't meet, um, most people don't meet those rules, and and they say, you know, as a rule of thumb, you know, 10% of your income should be put towards your retirement to make sure you've got enough when you do retire. So we know there are some stats out there that says what we should be saving, but once again, I think it's really tough on many people out there and it's just not happening and our behaviour isn't encouraging us to save. So we need that change in mindset as well. Okay, so if you can save, and what I am, I am very concerned about those people who have no ability to save because yeah. you know what they're earning goes straight out the door and I'm very concerned about them and we have... We have a, a, a beneficiary state that can possibly help them in these situations. I get that. Uh, and I'm not so concerned about those people who are richer and they're just having some fun because they appear to have some money. But there's a whole group of people in the middle who could be saving but don't save. So how do we turn them around and how do we educate them? Yeah, that's exactly right. So it's, it's about having the bigger conversation. It's about having better financial awareness of what you're doing. So one of the things that we aren't good doing at reviewing our finances or going and getting expert help. So, you know, when, when we feel like we need to improve our health, we go and see a doctor or we go to a gym and we pay a professional to help us do that. Sometimes we need to be accountable to somebody else or someone to review the situation for us to give us some fresh eyes on what we're doing with our finances because there are certainly different habits you can have that can encourage you to save to make you more accountable with your money. For many families, the income goes into one bank account and everybody just grabs what they need out of it for the week Mm. without thinking about the accountability of do I need to spend this, is it a necessity for me because it becomes more of a looser pool. 
if you use, for example, different bank accounts that allocate money out for different requirements that you have, so one for the house, one for savings, one for a holiday, one to go into your emergency fund to build that up, then once that money's gone, it's gone from what you've allocated for and all of a sudden you're more accountable about how you're thinking and how you're spending your own money. A lot of this um, lack of saving really comes home to roost when you have a one-off shock. Uh, and what's your advice for people there to make sure that they're prepared for, for when you know you suddenly have an emergency car repair or you suddenly need to uh, jet across the world to see grandma, you know? Absolutely. One of the key things that we should have is an emergency fund, and we talk about it all the time. You know, reduce your debt, get an emergency fund. When something goes wrong, you don't have to go and borrow that money to, to, to get the money that you need to fund that unexpected cost that's come up. And we all have unexpected costs. It's not like we don't. So they say as a rule of thumb, you should have three months of your income sitting aside for if an emergency happens then you've got those funds to access quickly. And it also gives you a peace of mind. Mm. So the peace of mind that if something does go wrong, you can still breathe through it and you, and you can do something. So that's one of the key things you, be, you should be focusing on for your own financial behaviours and your own financial health, wealth and well-being is A, pay off your debt because that costs you money and B, to um, build up that emergency fund. And remember things like um, buy now, pay later, they do cost you you know, they do cost you if you don't make your repayments and they do cost you out of your cash flows going forward. So it's really easy for us to run up credit. We're really good at running up credit and paying off debt, but not so good at saving for things and saving for that emergency. So it's a true mindset change for us. All right, some, some very wise words there, but uh, I hope it doesn't just fall on deaf ears. Katrina Shanks, Financial Advice CEO, thank you for your time today.